Simon responds the same way those church people did. He is shocked at the woman and her actions, and he is stunned at Jesus, who does not condemn the woman. What did he think? Welcome to the Parable Podcast. Thanks for joining Family Life on-air host, Randy Snavely, as he digs into the story lessons taught by the world's greatest teacher, Jesus. In this episode, it's part one of Next Level Love, the parable of the two debtors taken from Luke 7, verses 36 through 50. A pastor friend of mine shared a story about a former deacon in his church. The reason why he was a former deacon was because the pastor had kicked him off the board because the man was not a believer. He was not a follower of Jesus Christ. A few months after the deacon had been removed from the board, he called the pastor up and asked him to visit a local lady who had a spiritual problem. Well, the pastor was more than happy to go. The former deacon said he knew she would be home at such and such a time, and she would be expecting the pastor's visit. Before my friend went to call on the woman, he spent some time praying about the visit. And it was while he was praying, the thought popped into mind. Why is an unsaved man concerned about the spiritual condition of some other person? It doesn't make sense. Well, long story short, the former deacon had paid the woman to make it look like the pastor was having an affair with her. Thankfully, the Lord spared my friend from visiting the woman alone, and the plot didn't work. As we read about the goings-on in Luke chapter 7, 36 through 50, it's easy to think, wait a minute, something is out of whack here. Why is an enemy of Jesus inviting him to dinner? There was a small band of Pharisees living during Jesus' day, and they did not like him. They constantly tried to trick him into saying something wrong or doing something wrong that they could use to discredit him. Jesus, because he's God, knew exactly what this Pharisee named Simon was trying to do. He was aware Simon was trying to entrap him. Well, Jesus is not only a friend to sinners and tax collectors, he's also a friend to the self-righteous religious people, too. He accepted Simon's invitation. Verse 36 tells us that Jesus reclined at the table. Now, it's important for us to get a picture in our minds of the Lord's position. When Jewish men reclined at a table for a meal, they would position themselves with their heads and arms near the table, with their feet extending away from the table. It was as if they were lying on their sides reclining on a chase lounge. Simon had invited Jesus, but he acted coldly toward him. None of the common greetings and courtesies of the day were extended to the Lord. He was not greeted with a kiss. He was not given any water to wash his dirty feet with. He was not given any oil for his head or feet. Now, before we speak about what transpires in verse 37, we need to understand how Jewish dinner parties operated in the first century. Poor people were allowed to come in and get the food leftovers. Others who were interested in hearing what the invited guest had to say could stand or sit against the wall and observe what was going on. 
So it's not unusual for this woman to slip in among the others. We are not sure exactly when Simon and the others realized who she was, but she was there. My guess is she saw Jesus and went and stood behind his feet, and nobody noticed her at first. But her actions brought attention upon her and shocked Simon and everyone else there. More than likely, the lady was a prostitute. The fact that she entered Simon's house was an affront to him. There is no way a Pharisee would allow someone like that in his house. The Bible tells us that as she stood behind Jesus' feet, she began to weep. Her tears began to wet his feet. So she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. Simon is appalled, and he thinks to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. You are listening to Family Life's Parable Podcast, Next Level Love, Part 1. It's taken from Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. The woman arrives at the dinner clearly with a plan. She brought with her a jar of perfume, which she probably wanted to use to anoint the head of Jesus. She sees him and goes and stands behind him. But as she is standing there, she is overwhelmed with emotion and begins to weep. And she doesn't just shed a tear or two. The Greek word used here means rain. She rained down tears on Jesus' feet. Now remember, Jesus was not given water or a towel when he arrived at the dinner. The lady didn't have a towel either. Without hesitation, she reaches up and undoes her hair. Jewish women wore their hair up because not to do so was a sign of shame and looseness. She lets her hair down so she can wipe Jesus' feet. Then she starts kissing his feet. The word used here is the same one used for the prodigal's father when he welcomes his son back home. He hugged him and kissed him several times over. And that is what this lady does to the feet of Jesus. Her final act of generosity and love is the perfume. She breaks open the jar of expensive perfume and pours it on Jesus' feet. The room full of people is stunned. Several of the men recognized the woman. They knew about her ways. A known prostitute shamefully takes down her hair, touches Jesus, hugs his feet and kisses them, and pours expensive perfume on them. If that happened in a church service you were at, how would you react? Samuel Colgate, yeah, the toothpaste guy, was obviously a shrewd businessman, but he was also a follower of Jesus Christ. Colgate's church was holding some evangelistic services, and a prostitute came forward at the end of one of the meetings and confessed her sins. She was brokenhearted and wept openly. She asked the Lord to save her soul and expressed a desire to join the church. 
I'll gladly sit in some back corner, she said. The preacher was hesitant to call for a motion to accept her into membership, and for a few moments, the silence was oppressive. Finally, a member stood up and suggested that action on her request be postponed until a later date. At that point, Mr. Colgate arose and said with a hint of sarcasm in his voice, Well, I guess we blundered when we prayed that the Lord would save sinners. We forgot to specify what kind. We'd better ask him to forgive us for this oversight. The Holy Spirit has touched this woman and made her truly repentant. But apparently the Lord doesn't understand she isn't the type we want him to rescue. Many in the audience blushed with shame. Simon responds the same way those church people did. He is shocked at the woman and her actions, and he is stunned at Jesus, who does not condemn the woman. What did he think? Well, he thought this, if he were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Simon has confidence in his self-righteousness and contempt for the woman. Well, Jesus does know this woman, and he knows what Simon is thinking. And he says to Simon, I have something to say to you. Simon replies, tell me, teacher. And Jesus tells a parable. Luke chapter 7, 41 through 43. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts of them both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. been the Parable Podcast with Randy Snavely. Click the subscribe button so you'll know when new episodes are released. And be sure to check out Family Life's other original podcasts, including If That Makes Sense, Business by the Book, and Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Your partnership makes podcasts like this possible. Find out more at familylife.org.